0: Well, Heavenly Father, we just ask you to come here today, Lord. We ask you to illuminate your word and speak directly into our hearts, God. We just ask that any barrier that prevents us from hearing your word from you would be broken down, Lord, and that you would be able to pierce our hearts. And in Jesus' name, we pray. So have you ever doubted or wondered if you've had enough faith? Anybody? (laughs) So, (laughs) spoiler alert, I have always disliked this passage. And so when Lee asked me to speak on this, like, first I was excited because I've been listening to the Gospels on repeat. And I'm like, yes, I would love to. And then he told me that I'm speaking on this. And I was like, ugh, are you serious? (laughs) Like, I just, I don't like this because I've heard people... And the church body, and I'm sure a lot of you have as well, accusing others of not seeing the miracle that they're looking for, not getting the breakthrough that they need because they don't have enough faith. Have anybody here ever been told that or heard somebody say that? Right, right? And they use, they use, (laughs) they use this, right? So they use like, because of your little faith. But then Jesus says, past it, all you need is a little faith. And you're just like, what is happening here? I don't understand it. Um, So I don't never say that to anybody. I'm just letting you know right now. Don't ever say that to anybody. Like Jesus rebuked them. He said, I mean, look how strong this language is. Oh, faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And then he says later on, because of your little faith. So it's like confusing to me. He rebukes them and then says all they need is mustard seed besides faith. Like, am I the only one that's like, what is happening here, right? So I'm hoping to shed a little bit of light on this today. So before we get into the meat in it, I, I want to explain why I think Jesus reacted this way with his disciples. Um, it's always bothered me, but I hope... I hope this helps. Um, First, Jesus had already given them the authority to do this. So in Matthew 10, verse 1, he says, or it says, And he called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. So they have been with Jesus. They have walked with Jesus. They have traveled with Jesus. They have seen him do it. And now Jesus said, okay, you too. So it wasn't like this was just sprung on them and all of a sudden they couldn't handle it. Jesus had given them permission and the authority to do this. And then the verses directly following this, um, 22 through 23. As they were gathering in Galilee, Jesus said to them, the son of man is about to be delivered into the hands of men and they will kill him and he'll be raised on the third grade third day and they were greatly distressed. Jesus is getting ready to leave. <laughs> like he just needed them to be the church. He was getting ready to finish his mission here on earth and leave to go be with the Father. These were the men who were going to go out and 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 be what like we are here, right? This was it and he was just like oh my gosh, how long am I to be with you? It's not that long, guys. I'm not going to be with you much longer. So I think that that is the reason why Jesus reacted like that, right? That's not, like, super encouraging, though. So after reading this, <laughs> so I kept reading this over and over again. I'm like, what in the world? Why did you do this to me? Um, so we're we're going to read it one more time because there's something that stuck out to me on like the eighth time of reading it and it's the dad in the story. So let's read again. And when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him and kneeling before him said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and he suffers terribly. For often he falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples and they could not heal him. And Jesus answered, O oh, faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was healed instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. The dad had mustard seed sized faith. Here's the thing about a seed. It's never meant to stay a seed. It's meant to be planted and grow. You don't, you don't get apple trees or cucumbers or tomatoes or a maple tree by looking at the seed. You don't hold up a seed and you're like, look, it's an oak tree. It's not, it's a seed. The seed has to be, it has to be planted and grow. The seeds hold the potential. So if you remember one thing, remember this. Our little faith grows with the right gardener Mustard seeds start as small as two millimeters, and they can grow into these 20-foot bushes. I mean, talk about faith growth, and you start like this, and you go like this. And there's even smaller seeds out there that grow into also big plants. Our faith will never fall short when we bring it to God. So let's unpack what the Father did step by step. First, this is, like, so easy, but we miss it. He acknowledged that there was something wrong. And this is easy for us to see, like, that the father did this. I mean, his son was having seizures and being thrown into the fire. Like, you can't, like, sugarcoat that. Oh, sometimes his body just moves and he falls over. Like, you know, you can't really sugarcoat what's going on with that. You know, he came kneeling and desperate. But how often do we excuse what's going on with us? You know, I just had a stressful day. That's why I had two glasses of wine. It was just a stressful day. Not a big deal. I was out with friends, and they really like it when I tell uncolorful jokes. Like, that's just what gets them to laugh. I'm not a -a nitpicking person, so I'm not really nagging my spouse. Or we lie to ourselves. We say we trust God when our actions say the opposite. We say we trust God with our lives, but then we, we like hoard our free time like a dragon. We're just sitting on all of our free time doing nothing about it, hoarding it, saying that we trust God at the same time. We wonder if God is really good, but sing about his goodness on Sunday, never admitting what's happening in our hearts. The dad, however, acknowledged there was something wrong. My son has seizures. He's thrown into the fire and sometimes the water. No sugarcoating about it. He laid it all before Jesus. Which leads us quite nicely into our second point. He came to Jesus. Like, this is the big one. You can read all the books you want. You can go to all the retreats you want. You can go to all the counseling that you want. All the professional help you want. But if you don't go to Jesus, how can he cultivate your faith? That's where we have to go. How can Jesus blow our minds with his faithfulness when we don't give him a chance. Jesus doesn't want our faith to stay a mustard seed, but that's all we need to bring for him. If you don't have a seed, good soil, books, retreats, counseling, they don't matter if you don't have a seed to plant that in. And mustard seed side faith is all we need. Moving mountains, wasn't actually about moving mountains. It was a regional colloquialism at the time about the impossible, which is why it's finished with, um, with small faith. With faith is small, you can do the impossible. Nothing will be impossible for you. It's in verse twenty, so that's why it finishes that. It's not actually about moving mountains. It's about impossibility. Small faith can bring about the impossible when brought to Jesus, so He can cultivate it. And lastly The dad showed persistence he kept trying So let's get a little personal for you guys. That's why you're here to hear embarrassing stories about whoever's talking Um, So a few years ago um, I had a little bit a little a little bit I had doubt about my own faith. There were people that I had Liked or respected and they went through a deconstruction of their faith. Is is anybody familiar with what that is? it's where People all the things that they've believed they step-by-step explain why they don't believe them anymore. They deconstruct side note whenever this happens They never really have an issue with Jesus I just want to put that out there take with yeah (laughs) take with that what you want but they never really have an issue with Jesus um but it, it shook me, and it gave me doubt. But I desperately wanted to not have doubt about my faith. I pleaded with God, who sometimes I wasn't sure was there, to take away my doubt. Um, but I obviously had a mustard seed. Why would I plead with a person I wasn't sure was there unless I had some, some type of mustard seed, right? And I begged God, specifically, I wanted an experience That people couldn't talk away and I couldn't talk away right I just wanted something that I could hold on to I prayed and I fasted and I repeated that process over and over and over again and I beg God to take away my doubt I, I didn't want it I wanted to be deeply secure and rooted in my faith outside of people because I mean frankly we're all imperfect people trying to imitate a perfect God And if we base our faith on the actions of others we're gonna be let down you know the good work that God is working in us will uproot things in us and sometimes those roots land on other people (laughs) you know it's just it's just what it is Um, and I didn't want a quote-unquote intellectual to try and rob me of my faith Now, this is like a completely different sermon, but I have completely different thoughts on quote-unquote intellectuals now, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, This went on for a lot longer than I wanted to, but I kept going back to God. I kept praying. I kept fasting. I kept going back into his word, and I kept coming to church, and I kept serving. Did you guys see a week where I wasn't here? Exactly. That proves my point. (laughs) I... I obviously had a mustard seed faith or I wouldn't have gone to God at all. So the dad went to the disciples, but he didn't give up when they couldn't heal his son. He went to Jesus. Desperate. He kneeled before Jesus. So this past October, almost a year ago now, I just had the sudden realization that my doubts were gone. I had not realized that they had left or when. I just realized that they weren't there. It wasn't, it wasn't an epiphany. I didn't get that, that moment I wanted just through continuing to acknowledge to God what was happening and coming to Jesus and persistence. It was gone. I brought my mustard seed faith to the great gardener, and he cultivated it. He grew it, and it shaded over my doubt. And I couldn't tell you exactly how or when it happened, but I can tell you that I, without knowing, did all of these things. I was super honest with God. I I kept reading the words of Jesus and, and seeking solitude with him. I kept trying again and again and again and again and again. Does that mean I won't have any doubt in the future? Heck no! (laughs) I'm sure all of you guys have, all of us have something right now that we're doubting um, when it comes to the faithfulness of the goodness of God. That's just just what it is as we're growing deeper and closer to him. But the great gardener can cultivate even the smallest of faiths. And the dad did that. He admitted what was happening. He went to Jesus and he kept trying. Our faith grows when we go to the gardener. So I am going to pray and have the worship team come back up. Um, If anybody is seeking prayer, come talk to me. I'll be back there where those pictures are. See over there where I'm standing every week. I don't stand there just to be like fun. That's where the prayer team is, (laughs) just in case any of you were ever wondering. So um, I am going to pray and we'll go. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for everything that you are and everything that you've done and everything that you're doing and everything that you're going to do. You are amazing, Lord, and we are incredibly thankful that you look on us past pity and you look at us with love. Thank you so much, Heavenly Father, for being our Heavenly Father. And in Jesus' name we pray.